There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, you really might be surprised at what the most popular shows on Netflix actually are. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And Bradley, what are the most popular shows on Netflix? Turns out they're all reruns, kids. Lazy. What? Uncreative, boring people that you are. But what about all those brand new, shiny, expensive Netflix original movies and TV shows that they're always touting? According to sources... The streets, the place to go. But I'm not going to do that song right now. Actually, the sources for this particular story say that eight of the ten shows people spent the most time watching on Netflix in the United States last year were reruns, which include, but are not limited to, Parks and Rec, Friends, Grey's Anatomy. What? I'm sorry, what? What was the last one you said? Um, I don't, I can't, I don't even, where did it go? It started with the color. Friends? Nope. I heard Grey's. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, a lot of people are watching Grey's. Oh, am I? Okay, go on. Okay, bitter. We can deal with that at a different time. Anyway, the story was all about how NBC Universal and Disney are, you know, threatening to yank off all their programming and Netflix. Poor Netflix is going to be. Well, and I was like, well, but Netflix has billions of dollars of original programming. But now you understand why they are fighting to keep some of these shows because Y'all are lazy mm-hmm. and predictable. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, I just found that to be incredibly fascinating. Um, what do you make of this? I mean, what do you... Oh, th- I have, mm-hmm. is, it, is it just that people don't like the new stuff? Is it because they're just... They can't let go of the old stuff? I mean, what makes a factoid like eight of the ten most watched shows on the largest streaming platform in the world are shows that are generally now defunct, with the exception of Grey's Anatomy. Um, thank you for acknowledging and NCIS, that. NCIS, I think, is one of them, too, which the, I think is still on. But I, You know, listen, I have like six thoughts happening at the same time in my head, which should be no shock. But one of them is, you know, it makes me wonder if this has anything to do with, or if this is sort of the this intel, this information, is part of what is informing the spate of reboots that we are seeing you know i'm wondering if the knowledge that people seem to be reaching for the throwbacks is what we have to blame for the crappy reboots that we're being confronted with at all times yeah that's my first immediate thought yeah so crappy reboots um my second immediate thought really is i guess because binge watching is a thing 
people will go for something that is possible to binge watch in sort of an undetermined amount of time. Meaning if so, if it's a new show that only has one season, I mean, you're going to binge watch that and then it's gone. But if you know that like the office was on for umpty foo seasons or Grey's Anatomy was on, you can commit to that and it'll, you know, I don't know, but I that to so me sounds intimidating. That, the, all of those things seem perfectly plausible, although that seems like you'd have to have some more numbers to kind of understand the nuance. And it, it seems like it's kind of it's probably a little bit of that. It's probably a little bit of this. But when you think of again and just to uh, just to sort of coalesce it or, you know, make it more clear, non-original programming on Netflix makes up about 72 percent of the stuff that people watch. Uh, on Netflix as of October 2018. So for a year's worth of viewing, non-original programming made up for 72% of the time that people spent viewing Netflix. So yes, part of it, I would, you know, like obviously a show that has eight episodes, Mm -hmm. people aren't going to spend as much time getting invested in that 30 episodes. Yeah. But still the fact that people are watching these old shows that says something to such a degree that it, you know, uh, dwarfs uh, the actual the original, original programming, programming, like The Office, Stranger Things. I mean, you know, super big fat hits. So what I find really interesting, this is anecdotal, you know, because I. Well, that's all we travel in in this it's world. The best. I, yeah, it's true. It's the best I can do for you right now. But um, I work with teenagers at um, my church and they are currently obsessed with The Office. They are watching it as though it's the first time anybody's ever seen it. You know, I'm talking like 17 year olds, um, 16, 17 year olds. Like they were watching it all together in, in a in the youth group room. And I walked in and I was like, what are you guys watching? And they're like, the office. Have you ever seen this? And I'm like, yeah, I watched it when it was on TV. I mean, it's well, like it's all end, new to them. To that end, um, The Office, which, by the way, is one of the shows that NBC Universal is contemplating yanking from Netflix uh, when its contract runs out in 2021, uh, because 45.8 billion minutes were spent watching that show on Netflix last year. So it stands to reason that companies like NBC Universal would say, oh, we're going to do this ourselves. Right. We're going to take back that 45 45- Point eight billion minutes and put it under our own money making machine. The problem that I have with that is we're getting to a point now where everybody's taking their content back because they realize the monetary value of it such that consumers are going to lose and we're going to be right back on sort of the opposite end of the spectrum we were on that got us into this mess. It used to be that we complained about wanting things a la carte. Right. Now, everything is literally a la carte such that the consumer has to pay or will have to pay shortly for probably a dozen, I mean, half a dozen, they're probably already paying for about a half a dozen streaming services if you add up Hulu, Netflix, yes. Amazon Prime, you know, all of the other various and sundry streaming services. It's going to, that's going to be dwarfed in comparison to what we're inevitably going to end up at if each of the content creators create their own standalone independent streaming services such that you and I are now going to be paying for 12 different subscriptions to get the things that we want, which puts us right back. What got us out of being having cable TV in the first place? And I guarantee you that will then lead to people saying, I just want to go one place. What does that sound like? It sounds like cable. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, America? You get what you want. So be very careful what you ask for. 
because you can't. I mean, the solution to this problem is the problem that this was the solution for. Exactly. And we're just going to end up in a constant loop. And that's the most depressing thing you've said today. (laughs) There's no solution. Because I'm already. The solution is the problem. Because no no sooner than I cut the cable cord, and it really was a satellite TV cord, Mm -hmm. um, first cable, then satellite TV. No sooner did I do that than I'm now looking at all of the streaming services I pay for and thinking, which one of these can I get rid of? And the frustrating thing is, for example, Hulu, I got, well, I got it for different reasons, but once they put Golden Girls' entire catalog yeah. on Hulu, that paid for itself as far as I was concerned, which yeah. is the dumbest thing ever, but that's just the way it is. Well, the, on every service, there's at least one reason why you can't yeah. get rid of it. CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so what it means is I'll have to turn some on, turn some off. I don't know that that helps us. And I know that's kind of a little bit further from the conversation as we started, which again, if you're just joining us is why are people just watching these reruns? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but welcome to 2019 where all the new stuff sucks. So we're (laughs) all stuck watching old stuff, but we want it in a new way, but we don't. I think it's more, (laughs) I think it's definitely more nuanced than that because there is a lot of amazing new television. It's just that, it's dwarfed and I've said dwarf now three times in a segment in comparison to the original or the unoriginal programming that's already there. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? No, there's more of the, the old stuff than there is of the original stuff. And so of course it's taking up more real estate anyway. But I don't know that that's true. And when you think of things like game of Thrones, like I don't know, but at the end of the day, you have these old shows, people just watching old episodes. I wonder if it's just like that's going to be a new like we have different ways of because we have so much content now. We mm-hmm. have so many different ways of consuming that content. TV I'm talking about where the binging behavior is one thing. The sort of new, you know, watching a new show that's something new and different is a totally different thing. Because like I think of when I sit down and watch the Golden Girls. I mean, honestly, literally, it's for when I'm taking a nap. Mm hmm. Because I know what's going to happen. Sleeping. Or if I'm working on the computer. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I turn it on in the background, set it and forget it. Ronco Popeil style. There you go. Uh, from my observation, what I think it's sort of done. Kids, my kids do not watch television. They do not turn on the boob tube. I honestly think that that's what's gonna, what we're going to start seeing more and more of. is Because they're just like, they don't even know. Like they don't. Nobody's wa- none of their peers are watching television anymore. Yeah. They watch YouTube. They well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when they become our age and they become a little more sedentary and uh, you know, want some familiarity. Like we they're probably going to watch reruns of dumb YouTube videos. <sighs> um just really quickly, we had a couple people on Twitter um Skipperette says comfort, familiarity, people you know that keep you company. That's what you want. Hmm. That's a good insight. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of what we're watching, we're going to tell you what we're watching. Uh, And uh, I'm telling you something. They're not reruns. (laughs) After this on My Talk 107. Yeah, we like to watch TV. We like to talk about TV. And sometimes we like to talk about what we're watching on TV on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Hello. Uh, we want to tell you what we're watching live. Without you, you guys words. watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's, Here's What We're, we're, we're Watching Live. live.
What are you yes. watching, Bradley? Oh, I'm so excited to tell you about it. I'm watching The Price is Right. Oh, no, that's Come not actually. on down. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> let me tell you uh, what's on offer. No, actually, Killing Eve, finally. Okay, so tell me about somehow Killing Eve never made it to my radar until, what, the Golden Globes, I think? And that's when I started actually hearing well, about it. Everybody's everybody was talking Everybody's about this talking about this uh, Killing Eve business, and I was like, "What is this?" It's BBC America. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it, by the way, depending on like where you get your your TV. Um, I watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. If you do it on the streaming, and I started uh, with season one. It's currently in season two, right? I think. Anyway, I think uh, there's like ten episodes right now. Um, so it's not like a huge. Uh, it's not a huge commitment, mm-hmm. and I keep getting feedback about this show. Um, our very own B. Arthur kept yelling at me to watch it, so I was like, "Okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this." And um, sometimes you just have to do things to get her off your back. Yeah, I know, right? Literally and figuratively. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. It's all about um Sandra O's oh character Eve, mm-hmm. uh, and. She's like a spy, but not really a spy. I've watched one episode, so I'm not going to like go into like incredible plot depth because I I kind of am still learning a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But essentially, she's just this like she's kind of a goofball within MI5. Mm -hmm. And then she gets thrust into the middle of something, you know, bigger. But she's incredibly intelligent and like totally undervalued for what she does. So there's just this like relatable quality to her because like who hasn't been in a job where they're like, they just don't see how amazing I am. And then somebody does sort of realize what she has to offer. And so I think that things are going to sort of, um, you know, go in a very specific direction. From what I've heard, Sand- this is like Sandra O oh is like owning this role. Yeah. In oh. an amazing way. She And she's just an incredible actress. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a number of reasons. But I watched her on Grey's Anatomy. A lot of nobody's people, perfect. Okay, a lot of people watch her on Grey's Anatomy. Nobody's perfect. Um, and how many episodes in are you right now? Oh, actually, there's three. I think the third season is just about to start. That's why people have been talking about it because now I'm looking. There's two seasons in full. Okay, third one's about to start. I started on the first uh, season, first episode, and it just started in 2018. So this is not something. You know, that's going to take you. It's not like you're going to go back and watch Game of Thrones, you know, where it's going to take you six years to catch up to everybody else. And I will tell you, here is the tell. Here's how I know it's going to be good. So I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, I think I'm going to start watching Killing Eve. And Jamie, who has just started watching Bleeps Creek, which we'll get to, which we'll get to. um, I almost said it. I'm so glad you didn't. But that's the name. I know. Bleeps Creek. Really. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Difficult. Anyway, so I was watching that with him and then I was like, I think I'm going to watch this next. And he sat on the couch and sort of did that, like, watch through his phone. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, I saw him put his phone down. Mm-hmm. And uh, he watched the first episode with me. He so sucked in. So that, to me, is a good sign because he's very fickle with his uh, television 
habits. And um, I, I thought it was funny because it's equal parts funny and disturbing and scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of and there's like good music and like they go to like, you know, they're at, in the UK, but there are people doing things in Europe. And it's just it's kind of just aesthetically pleasing to watch. It has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bleeps Creek, I'm watching that one. And oh my goodness, I finally get the hype. Yeah. Everybody has, ta- has like, uh, not everybody, but like, again, like as, as recently as people have started to talk about killing Eve, people have been mentioning Bleeps Creek to me and saying, you should be watching this show. It's hilarious. You'll love it. And it's a great little half hour. I didn't even know what to expect, but I will tell you that uh, you will get the amazing, amazing t- uh, comedic team of um, Eugene Levy and, oh gosh, what's her name? Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, thank you. Um, They play like the matriarch and patriarch of this family who goes from riches to rags. Uh, And it is... It is hilarious. Yeah. And all the characters are hilarious. And it's so, it's like a half hour. So it's yeah. not a huge It's candy. Yeah. You just sort of like, it's literal brain candy. You just sort of like watch a little bit hilarious. and move on. So anyway, Bleeps Creek, if you haven't started, let that be your push to start watching Bleeps Creek. I'm watching that on Netflix. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. Dear we call names. them D bags. Every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show at 1.30, we love to tell you about celebrities behaving badly. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. Bradley, what's that name? D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. D-Bag wa dare deska. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, that Bradley Cooper is a D-bag. <gasps> Bradley Cooper is a D-bag? Do not say I know. it isn't so. Yeah, I know that it surprises In you guys. I know it surprises you guys because it's not A Star is Born time anymore. So why are we hearing from Bradley Cooper? I have the same question, but that's neither here nor there. Bradley Cooper, though... Not one to let the thing that we've all forgotten die. Oh my God, you I'm sorry, so on fire. But this is true. We are not talking about a star is born anymore. Okay, we're not. Oh, okay, we're not. fine. We're moved on. We have moved on. Shut now, it, BC. They did their moment on the stage at the uh, <laughs> Academy Awards. Everybody thought they were doing it. Yeah, that. That rumor has sort of gone away and nobody's talking about it, but he's like, oh, wait a minute, you guys. Hi, I'm still here. We got to talk about it. The thing that I did. So he wants us to know uh, he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, and he said, you know what? He's been thinking about reuniting with Lady Gaga. Not in a movie, though. Uh, no, what? not in another movie. What does that mean? <laughs> reuniting in life? Okay, buckle in. Okay. Reuniting their adult bits? Ew. Buckle in. He said, quote, you know what I thought would be really cool to do maybe one night is do a live reading of the movie, of the script, and then sing all the songs as you're reading the script, like at the Hollywood Bowl or something. Nope. No. No. This dude, get him a job. Why is he so, like, can't let it go? You know, this is a thing. Um, I think that happens sometimes when people don't Don't act like we wouldn't be doing this, FYI. 
I mean, <laughs> if, if, if we were in a Star is Born, we'd be like, hey, no, why don't we do mm-hmm. a live reading no, I'll in tell you Spanish what, this no, time? No, this is what we would be doing because we're these people. He's that kind of person who has no idea what he's going to do next. And so he's like, I got to keep this other thing alive. You and I would be like, because this is how we are. We'd be like, that was awesome. People liked it. Let's do something even awesomer oh, and more yeah, likey. That's true. And we would go and we would move on to that next thing. Yeah, sure. And we would try to outdo Let's our last do star thing. is born again. Yeah. And they find Jesus this time. Or like not even a star is born. How about like a galaxy is born? Like oh. we would be like we would be on fire. It would have fed us and we would let the the creativity breed on itself. Ew. Well, I'm just saying he's no, just like mean, he's just like gross. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I I got to keep the stars born thing. I what else can we do with this? What else can we do with this turtle movie? Call up Jennifer Sorry. Lawrence and run around in a plastic bag. What it, Silver Linings Playbook? Oh, remember when okay. he was running around was... <laughs> in a trash bag? <laughs> yep, now I do. Anyway, that's all. Thank you for letting me have that moment. I think I got the whole demon out. No, I, I think uh, most people would agree with you. In fact, that was most of the feedback that I saw was like, okay. Yeah, move, move on. on. We've all moved on, Bradley oh, Cooper. Yeah. Here's the thing. You, y'all you have seen A Star is Born, correct? No. Yep. You know how A Star is Born isn't exactly the most uplifting no. movie. It's no. not like doing The Sound of Music or The Little Mermaid on stage at no. the Hollywood Bowl. No, it's not something that we can all dress up and sing along to. No. No, it's no. a depressing, sad, not to give it all away, but it doesn't end happy. Okay. Speaking of ending happy, oh. we need to talk about my D-bag for the day. A happy ending? hey Okay. Uh, Jennifer Garner. Oh. Mm-hmm. She, okay. are you going to say something rude about her? Because she yes. is she's a big deal right now. I know she's perfect. And she's also in people's beautiful issue, which is why I don't feel bad making her my D bag. She's on the cover. She is the most beautiful. Yeah. Which is why I don't feel bad calling her out because she's getting, you know, everybody else is blowing smoke up in places, but I'm here to give you the truth. (laughs) The truth is I have had enough of this. So congratulations to her. I still don't understand the whole beautiful people thing because I just think that's a crock of hooey. Unless it's Channing Tatum with his shirt off, and then I have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. However, I realize I'm cheap, but you didn't tune in to listen to expenses. That's, Let's be real. That truer words have never so been Jennifer spoken. Garner. Here's the headline in this two fab article: Why Jennifer Garner won't read this article? Do you know oh, why she won't oh, read this? I want to read it then. Yeah, right. It's not quote. It's not that I don't care. It's that I care too much. Oh, jeez. There's one person who's not going to read this article about Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner herself. Why? Well, because the 47-year-old who's beautiful and doesn't know it has revealed she never reads comments or articles or looks at pictures of herself online. Quote, zero. Not only do I not read comments, I work very hard to not see pictures, to not read articles, or to not know what's out there at all. And it's not that I don't care it's that I care too much. Well, but I'm in a vomit. Yeah, right? Oh, just wait. That's not even the part. Because I'm like, okay, that just sounds like good PR, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't read what the haters have to say. Blah, blah, blah. If that were true, Jennifer Garner, upon learning that she was people's, you know, beautiful, most beautiful, she'd be like, what's people? What is this people right. you speak of? Right. No, she knows what people Biatch, are. Biatch, please. Trust me. We know that Trust. you get... 
a, a truckload of press coverage delivered on your doorstep every day for you to thumb through. Just like every other celebrity. And we know that you give them the press that they then cover. Yes, because you're a celebrity girl. We get it. But anyway, you're mm-hmm. nice and we like you because you got kids and you do some fun things. But then she goes on and says um, about Instagram, because when you're thinking about the fact that she just doesn't play this game, you're like, wait a minute. Isn't she like all over social media? Right? Like Instagram? Right. Yeah. She does She's her doing little like cooking live shows. Cooking right? shows. Yeah. The mom of three, however, does dabble in Instagram and is well known to be a delightful presence. Quote, Instagram is a different story because I don't get a lot of people there being mean. No, Instagram is a different story, Jennifer, because that's where you make money. Mm-hmm. Along with all the other places that you make money because you're on the cover of magazines and you're in tabloids. Uh huh. She then went on to do the thing that I love that celebrities do. Celebrities who've never... Um, had like an ingrown hair. I was never told I was pretty. I don't think of myself that way. You know, they're just saying the thing you expect the pretty lady to say because the pretty lady doesn't want to say. She I've, read the handbook. I'm a celebrity yeah. because in part, I look really good on camera and mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. And to say that you grew up with nobody telling you Holding you? That's how this, animated you this are. This right lady now. has made me forget English. She took um, the English language from you, and it's ugly. She describes herself as band geek chic. Oh god, I can't. Nope. 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 I don't. Nope. You know, nope. like maybe mm-hmm. she was a troll in high school. I don't know, but at some point in her life, she blossomed and became this beautiful thing. And celebrate it. Yeah, don't deny it. If she showed up every day and said, I am the most beautiful thing, y'all are ugly, we probably wouldn't put up with that. But on the, you know, on the reverse, the flip side, don't act like you ain't never been told you're pretty. Because what she's doing is what she's really saying, but using more words to try to get us to understand is like, I'm like you. I'm just like you. I'm a humble troll who... (laughs) Never been. Who lives under, under the bridge? Right? Like, like, I'm just as also, heinous as all of you people. Also, can we do away with all of these like tropes of high school, like band geek and yeah. like drama club person and mm. jock and yeah. prep and bleh, like we were brainwashed by John Hughes movies. I mean, those things, things that were. were those things yes. truly. So can we like let that fall away now? Although I will say, in our day, those were absolutely true. Right, but I just feel like they're they were true because we perpetuated them. To Holly's point, because John Hughes yeah. delivered them to us. So, like to to say, like I was the band geek, and I maybe that gives hope to people who feel like they identify with that. I don't know. But I don't really care who you were, Jennifer Garner. I care who you are and who you're going to be. Namaste. Namaste. You're welcome. She also claims um, that uh, looks were not a big thing in her family. Uh, She says, I don't even think my parents ever said you're pretty. So we just didn't think about it. Um, That is is the biggest... That's a crock. Because first of all, everybody has like their that aunt or their grandma who's like, you're looking kind of fat. Mm-hmm. They usually say it a little bit nice. No, more nice. My grandmother used to say, you're getting kind of fat. She said the F word? Fat? Well, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the fat word was not a bad word until about oh, that's five right. minutes ago. Yeah, you're right. I've seen that episode of give me a break which was about 1982 that's true so you're right sorry no, my grandmother most certainly would be like you're putting on some weight there kid mm-hmm. getting a little fat huh mm-hmm. 
Oh, Eating a okay. lot. Why did we ever? I, there. Okay. Maybe you could get out a little more. Are we? Are we still grandma? <laughs> I don't know I what's don't happening. Know. May she rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, Jennifer Garner, we're on to you. I think is what the bottom line is. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. And I don't feel bad. I know because people would say, oh, don't you feel bad being mean to Jennifer Garner? No. No. No, I don't. No, somebody should be. She's doing just fine without me. Mm-hmm. She'll never know what I said. She's on the cover of People magazine. Yeah. Ain't putting me on no beautiful issue. And if you did put me on the beautiful issue, I would not lie to you like all these other... Losers. What would you say? I really do want to know. I would know. say, you know what? I want to do this interview. I worked real hard to look this good. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but they never would. That's and I'm fine with that. Look, I got my own talents. Words. What, what are they? Okay. Words. Excuse me I'm right teasing. now. I'm teasing. Oof. When we come back, Bradley's going to show us more of his talents. We're going to be talking Hell. about, we're doing a D-bag double down today because the D-bags were plentiful. Uh, and so we are going to double D-bags. C- celebrate some more D-bags in the form of Chonus and Empire after this. Empire of Chonus. My Talk 107. Well, I hope you took your pills because the Chonus is spreading. Put on that cream, girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could have done without the, the sound effects. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. When I say Chonus, what you is that? You say Cho. I say Ness. Chonus. Uh, Chonus, of course, is Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas. I just was afraid that something accidentally naughty would come out. I didn't know what you to expect know. you don't know um that is you are correct the marriage of priyanka chopra and nick jonas a marriage that we on the colleen and bradley show believe is purely fabricated solely to boost the careers of the two main players in the relationship am i right yep fake news except for the fact that it's actually working because what they have done is created their own little mini empire. And uh, first it started with just Priyanka and Nick. Then it spread to the Jonas Brothers. Then it spread to their spouses. And guess what? Guess what? What? It spread again. The Jonas has now spread to Paraniti Chopra. Who? That is the sister of Priyanka Chopra. Oh, so it's very sly in the family stone. Of exactly. Her. She was not. She was not on my radar at all. I yeah, I don't even know who that is. Well, she does have. I mean, she really does have her own career. Um, in her own right, she has been in many Bollywood movies, much like her sister Priyanka Chopra. Now, Priyanka Chopra has kind of tried to leverage that and create a career for herself here in the States. And she's done so pretty well, all things considered. But this is what her sister did. Paraniti Chopra posted a video on her own social media of her singing along to what? Sucker. To her brother-in-law, Nick Jonas's song, Sucker. And that... My friends, mm-hmm. is how the Chonas spreads. Well, yeah, and lest you think this is just a Chopra experience, um, it's a Jonas experience as mm-hmm. well because the the ladies 
of the Chonai yeah. are all a part of this experience. So everybody in the family is getting in on this. Doesn't it make you wonder if like they all had to sign contracts? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I, they have so, to sign like not NDAs or whatever. It's so bizarre. But yeah, she got a ton of attention for it. And of course, she only got more attention because both her sister, Priyanka Chopra, and her brother-in-law, Nick Jonas, commented on the video of her singing along to her brother-in-law's son. <laughs> My jam to get into the mood for the scene yesterday. Ha <laughs> ha, Nick Jonas. Yeah, that's what she said. That is what she said. Yeah. Yes, you're right. No, like literally, that's, that's what she what said, she said yeah. on her Instagram. It was her jam to get in the mood for yeah, some scene. For her was, shoot. Yeah. How so, convenient. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I mean, if so, she was singing like Adele, it would be a little weird, right? I mean, it would just, we wouldn't be talking about yeah. it. So it's working is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now we all, well, con kudos. Congratulations. I'm just trying to say like... <laughs> Congratulations. Combo platter of yeah. congrats. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm i doubling down on my D-bag today and uh, calling Chonus more D-bag than they've already been. Do you, yeah. are you want to double down on a D-bag, Bradley? I would like to double down on a D-bag named Justice Malayat. Oh. We haven't talked about him in a while, but um, he, he has said recently, I wish I could talk. Oh, but oh. you know he can't. <sighs> Anyway, it's not really just Jussie because I think there's a lot that of questions. So, he, okay, I'm sorry. I got to go back to that. He said, I wish I could talk. Mm-hmm. That is like the most communicating, non-communicating ever, right? Like, because what he's saying is so little, but so much all at the same time. Yeah. Like, I wish I could talk. Says, I've got so much to tell you. You have no idea. I'm gonna, I've got a big story back here. And then it leaves us all to go. Well, what is it that he wants to say? I really say? want to say something, but my attorneys have advised me that I'm not able to, primarily because uh, he's being his attorneys are being sued, frankly, and he is being sued by the city of Chicago. Um, so there's there's <sighs> active investigations all over the place. So, of course, he's going to use any opportunity not to talk. That's fine. There are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. But here's what I bristled at a little bit. Last week, his fellow Empire players, now, admittedly, I am not an Empire watcher, so... Uh, you know, I'm sure people who love this show, they might have different feelings. I'm not saying you can't be objective, but maybe you're a little predisposed to think differently about this story mm-hmm. than we do. I don't know. But anyway, last week, his fellow Empire players, including but not limited to Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson, sent a letter asking that execs uh, for the show, quote, keep Jesse on the cast so that we can all put this behind us and move forward. They went on to say, quote, He is kind, he is compassionate, he is honest, and above all, he is filled with integrity. He is also innocent and no longer subject to legal uncertainty. I would take issue with that. Criminally, yes. Yep. The charges were dropped, but that didn't absolve him from the court of public opinion, which entertainment entities entities often live by. Oh, yeah. And also... See, See also Roseanne Barr... Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say Jesse Smollett is these people. No. I'm just trying to say that, you know, entertainment companies don't care necessarily about actual criminal charges. They care about the public perception of criminal behavior. Because the public is their consumer. Yeah. So they need to. Um, what was the word before innocent that you said? He's what? He Compassionate. He's he honest. He has integrity. Does, does he? I don't think so. That I mean, this is a case of I love it when this happens. 
when it's like, we're going to tell you what to think about this person. Yeah. No, I, how about I'm an adult and I can look at the various pieces of information that are out there and I can assess the situation and I'll come up, I'll decide if he's got integrity because I don't also really feel like he does. As, as a per, well, here's the thing. Like, again, I think in this day and age, see Britney Spears, uh-huh. we all have the ability to smell something that doesn't smell good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Therefore, call it what you want. Therefore, I smell something that doesn't smell good. It's where this nasty. story is concerned. <laughs> Ooh, that that's smell. That's nasty. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> um, and so until I don't smell the nasty, <laughs> until I, until that I'm odor sorry, is but gone. Taraji P. Henson's letter, she's besties with him. I mean, I get it. I totally understand mm-hmm. what they want to do. They probably are super besties. And he's like, girl, I can't tell you all the details. And she's like, it don't matter. I love you. And we're friends. And I want to do this show together. And like, I get all of that. Uh-huh. But like, I'm over here going, this this smells like something. Okay, so real talk. Let's just bring it to our level. If you <laughs> were embroiled in some sort of bizarro yeah. story like this. Yeah. If I manufactured a hate crime. Yes. And I was like, something's weird about that. But I love Bradley as a person and I will continue to be supportive of him as a person. I might not like the whole story. Something might be weird about it. I don't know all the facts. I would still be like, I would not say to everybody else that I have integrity and I'm honest and blow smoke where like you would have you would say like, he's my friend and I hope him all the wish him all the best. And I hope we can all work together someday. But you wouldn't say things that aren't true. Right. I wouldn't. I Honestly, I would pr- try to stay as impartial as possible. I would, you know, I would do that fake smile and be like, Bradley certainly is working through some things right now and I'm going to support him in that. Yeah. And that would be my statement. I also just wonder yeah. what the, what the, you know, um, and Holly, maybe, you know, because you're such a grizzled old Hollywood uh, hack. Not really, but, you know, I think perhaps you could have an opinion here. Jeez, wow. It's, it's I of, just want to sit I'm back and watch like, that you, fall out of your mouth. You've paid attention to enough of these stories. Um, what does a letter like this, like, what's the point of that? I think the point of this letter in particular is that Empire is on the fence mm-hmm. of being renewed. Mm-hmm. That show might get canceled. And mm-hmm. so they are begging Fox for their jobs yeah. and for their livelihood. So they're going to try to make so, it look like one big happy. Yeah. And maybe leverage a little bit of the fact that they are being buzzed about. Yeah, because the show hasn't been renewed yeah. for the next yeah. season yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the best TV show theme of all time? Dun, dun, dun! We've got a few ideas. What are your ideas? 651-641-1071. We'll be back after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 
Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.